Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. If you're involved in national security, if you're in that space, then you don't want to miss this. We're going to be discussing uh, biometrics on your computer, what the, uh, what the problems are, and what the solutions that are now available. So get ready to take a bunch of notes and strap in. This is EOD Gear Improvised. EOD Gear Improvised. Uh, can we get to blow stuff up yet? Stand by. Everyone in EOD has a laser calibrated eyeball and plenty of attitude to go with it. Um, seriously, can, can we blow stuff up now? Fire in the hole. EOD-gear.com. Initial success or total failure. EOD. Gear. Improvised. With your host, former Navy EOD tech and owner of EOD Gear, Steve Cassidy. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, very excited today. We have Wolf Ritzfall on the line today. He is the Senior VP of Sales and Marketing for Next Biometrics, who are publicly traded uh, in Europe. And they are also a partner of ours here at EOD Gear. So, Ulf, thank you for joining in. Um, I know we have a lot of people who are listening in. They are involved in national security. And we have all of these requirements uh, to log in and use passwords and biometrics and Maybe the biometrics are good enough. Maybe they're not. Uh, Wolf, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, security matters that matters to us and matters to, to your own protection of that data. I mean, uh, we have people tend to have more and more passwords, more and more hassles to remember the passwords. And we have more and more accounts that are stored somewhere in, in the cloud. And uh, I believe biometrics could actually help you in this case. And I think people are getting more and more familiar with biometrics when it comes to, uh, if you look at the laptop, a modern laptop today, you most likely have a fingerprint biometric reader inside that. If you don't, there's solutions that you can actually attach a fingerprint sensor to that with via the USB cables. That's something that we, we provide. But you also today are quite familiar with, with the smartphones uh, where you have either you have a facial recognition, you have fingerprint sensors, uh, and you have uh, voice recognition, for example, in, in your smartphone. All that is actually biometric inside the, the, the today life. And um, how about um, security on those. You don't think about that too much, actually. You so, may be actually... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I saw an article that actually came out this morning. They were using uh, voice recognition for access uh, to the hardware. But they were saying that they are now able, I guess, use artificial intelligence to be able to defeat it within six tries. And yeah, so... I think... Uh, so yeah. now you have to go, well, okay, there's voice. And then facial, you know, facial recognition is very tough because it can be hacked as well. And so, you know, now we have fingerprint. And of course, everybody's like, oh, you know, I like the old movies where they're lifting the fingerprints off of the uh, champagne glass. And uh, they use that then to, to gain access. And so, 
you know, I know with Next Biometrics and your fingerprint reader, we now have the the upgraded uh, fingerprint reader. So if this is something, even if you have an existing laptop with a fingerprint reader, you could still add this, which would provide the thermal, which is kind of like a second look. Yeah, exactly. So you can you can uh, add your active thermal, which then actually remove a lot of spoofing attempts. Uh, and here, I think uh, if you look at the sensor itself, uh, as a fingerprint sensor, I mean, the, the larger sensor you get, I mean, maybe if you're an international traveler and if you go into the U.S., you actually need to present four fingers, so four times uh, one finger on a large uh large area uh, fingerprint sensor uh, I mean the more the larger you get the the higher the security in in that perspective so of course if you have a small sensor in your power button in your laptop you may actually want to increase your security with actually adding the uh, the uh, external uh, sensor that that will help you so your larger okay. your larger footprint gives access to more data points to increase the level of security. Correct, correct. So, so you have something in the in the finger called minutia points. It's a very old. Uh, I think it was in the 17th century. The first one was actually convicted uh, by a fingerprint uh, on the crime scene. So uh, it's a very old history. Uh, since then, uh, you've been measure measuring the minutia points in crime scenes. And uh, that is what's used in today's uh, technology as well. So uh, in, when you capture fingerprints, you actually compare it to what you have in your database when you enrolled your, your finger fingerprints from the beginning. And uh, that comparison is done by having measuring these um, minutia points, which is uh, represented of the fingerprints. So uh, and if, if you have a match, then you have may, maybe you read out 30 of them from a, from a sensor, and if you're matching 20 out of them, 20, 28 out of them, you have a match, then, it, then you know it's you that it's actually trying to log in. But if the physical size is limited, uh, and you have a power button type of a sensor, maybe you will have one magnesia point or two. Then it's kind of hard to, to compare. So size definitely matters in, in terms to, to security. Gotcha. Gotcha. So coming back to Next Biometrics specifically, um, you have the larger you have the larger sensors. You also have the active thermal, so which acts kind of as a second look. Um for our folks out there that are OEMs, you know, maybe they want to create their own uh system. So we have people that build their own custom laptops or you know, maybe it's a, a small producer for very specific agencies and they're looking for that kind of solution is, so are the OEMs or, you know, cause they're already, yours are already used in, I believe the Toshiba Dell. Yeah, we have a few, uh, we have a few uh, different areas. Actually, we're focusing on four different market segments and uh, public security is one, like uh, the, 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 uh, the use case with, with a, um, uh, border control, for example, or if you enroll people like uh, uh, India, they have enrolled quite a few uh, people in in uh, the uh, in a system for for financial inclusion. Uh, we also have access control, where you actually have 
enter a premises or access control when when it comes to to uh, these kind of things. Uh, then we have office and notebooks, that laptops especially, uh, also some tab- tablets actually on on the field in uh, in uh, in a border control, for example, you may have a have a tablet, for example. And then we have fintech and payments and fintech, which is more. We have uh, an example of a crypto wallet that you actually uh, a cold wallet that you can really cannot access with a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, but you actually need to have the hold the device in your hand and you need to uh, enter the crypto coins with with uh, your fingerprint. So that's that's that's, that's a huge how, deal yeah. for everybody who's trading crypto because they have their yeah. uh, their wallets and they're completely offline. And yeah, uh, yeah that's a big deal. Yeah. Very good. I think, uh, yeah, I think twenty uh, percent of the, uh, or I don't know the number, but uh, there's uh, a, a whole bunch of crypto coins that are actually lost because the password is lost, and uh, you can't retrieve it if you don't have the password. So uh, yeah, it's a big, uh, big deal. I think. So uh, that's a nice, nice way of protecting your data without actually remembering the password in this case. So going to requirements so covering you know medical data financial data and security data national security data you know that brings up nist um and then you have an fbi certification uh as that's part of the standard can you go into that just a little bit yeah so so uh the 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 fbi puts up a few requirements on uh, on that Uh, i mean uh, again if i compare to the more convenience sensor that are in the mobile phone, for example, they would not, not never be able to get the FBI certification because uh, there's a certain level of security you need to, to uh, be fulfilling. And that's the minutia points that we're discussing. You need to have a certain set of minutia points to be able to have an FBI certified sensor. And that's what we have in, in our, our uh, FAP20, which we are uh, today selling in, in now for the FAP twenty, yep. you're now is that in both the sensors that the, is the USB plug in. So if if I have a laptop, maybe my fingerprint reader broke, or maybe I just need something that's a little bit more robust. But then you have the OEM side where you're like, hey, I'm just I'm going to manufacture my own components that require a fingerprint sensor. So does that for both units, so you could get that same level of encryption for a plug-in as well as if I'm manufacturing uh, devices that require a fingerprint reader. Exactly, exactly. So if you look at the, for example, the laptop manufacturers, uh, um, they actually use a, uh, so SPI version, so a UART version, 4-pin UART uh, version of the same sensor as the, the USB that you connect to the PC. This one is integrated into and then embedded into the design of yours. So uh, I think the manufacturer stands in front of a series of, uh, of, of uh, uh, problems or um, uh, that we can solve. I mean, it's industrial design, it's user behavior, it's uh, durability, it's the security. And of course, I mean, uh, when, you, when you investigate adding a sensor to your device, of course, the price is something that you want to be, be uh, looking at as well. So I think... Um, Today, I mean, ID uh, in consumer electronics, uh, more or less, as we have discussed, 
the the smaller you actually want to hide the sensor as much as possible, and you don't want, you don't want it to, to be a, so much a part of your ID. Uh, whereas in the B two B area, uh, you want to have the security. Then it's actually fine to have it as a large larger uh, sensor that is on on uh, in in your laptop or uh, and so. And then of course. Uh, it's not as hidden as it is in the consumer electronics, but it's again the security that matters. Well, I think it's uh, that fine you know, line of you know most most people are convenience driven, not security driven. So I think, and that's and that's the whole part of this is you know if you're in a security space, you know whether it's national security, defense, uh, you know financial, HIPAA, medical that whole place where you need that, then that's where you have to start looking at higher quality. And, and of course, you know, that, that comes with a whole different cost. Now, if somebody were to, to build their own devices and, and they want to use your sensors, how does the software work with that? Is, is there a base software that's already embedded in that or, or is everybody writing their own code to incorporate it? No, so we have a pre, pre-integrated software of, only already so uh, yeah we have the of course you have the enrollment and matching algorithm that's a part of the of the uh, complete solution and the SDK that that comes with the with the uh, fingerprint so uh, there there's the SDK it's uh, most likely ported to the MCU CPU you have to choose so there's a few different uh, uh, vendors out there I mean there's SD NXP and so on so you, you select your your uh, MCU with high enough uh, capabilities uh, to actually uh, enroll and to read out and to store the template which is uh, actually done there uh, we port uh, if we it's not only done they already done I mean the SDK is ported towards that uh, MCU so it's already pre-integrated so it's uh, up and running of course uh, there's a few apis that you do anyway need to connect to in in the host system to get available in your own OS format, in your own uh, ID, uh, in your own uh, yeah, menus or whatever you want to, what kind of application you want to do, um, but pre-integrated already on a high level. So because you can integrate it via the APIs, if you also want to do it and incorporate um, facial recognition or voice you know, whatever, whatever systems you're doing. So you could create a two-look, three-look security platform. That's all possible using the next biometrics, uh, FAP20. Definitely. 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 Yeah, yeah. So you can share share uh, many of the different APIs when you actually have, have that. Uh, I mean, an enrollment scenario would probably be similar if you enroll your space or you enroll your fingerprint sensor. So, yes, you can share a lot of things. Well, that's fantastic. So what have you guys got going looking forward? Is there anything that you have coming out that is that you can talk about? I know, you know, you're a publicly traded company, but, you know, you do hold stuff close. Uh, maybe have some travel. Yeah, sure. Yeah, what have you got? What, what do you see going on in the future? So I, I see uh, exactly the problem area that we are describing here. Uh I mean, you have you have an ID, you have a, a, a you have a thought about a, a OEM device you want to you want to produce, um, but you don't know how. And maybe uh, 
you don't have the software uh, or engineering resources. This is what we are. We are trying to fill the gap between the SDK and upwards. So actually, it will be become even more complete offering. So actual integration will be quicker. Your time to market will be quicker. That's one one part that we are looking at uh, expanding. Uh, also, if you look at biometric in, in its whole, in its general, I mean, you need more security in anywhere, uh, and you want you want to be not able to read out the template, or you you want to store it as local as possible. Um, and we are working on ad, uh, adding that onto the exact same chip, actually. Uh, so so. Uh, it's impossible to read out the template today. It's uh, it's in the in the MCU. It's encrypted, but still, you should be able to. Uh, if you, I mean, if you if you're a hacker, you can most likely read it out from the from the system, right? But with a matching chip, which is uh, the trend both in laptops and others, uh, it gets it more tricky to read out. Higher security. Okay. Well, so people may be listening to this. They're very interested. Um, we can send them to nextbiometrics.com. Um, you could reach out to people there. Is there a better way to, to reach you? I know we have Matt here in the United States. Um, yeah. Next biometric products are also available from EOD gear on GSA schedule. So if that's, if that falls within your realm, more than happy to discuss that. But you know, all the technical questions, um, you know, do we have a place you want people to reach out to uh, on the website or um, how yeah, email? A, yeah. Yeah. There's two, two ways. Uh, go, go to the same email address. So uh, the email address is sales at nextbiometrics.com. Uh, cool. There's a form on the, on the website as well where you can fill out for the sales or the technical question. Then, then you will get to the right person. And Matt in, in the U S of course he will, he, he will take care of America. And uh, I mean, we're we're a global company, so we have presence in in uh, in uh, Asia, India, uh, Dubai, Japan, and so on. So uh, so we will definitely be here for the for the customers and the, for the uh, questions that that right. So I met Matt in person at ISC. I think it's ISC West out in Las Vegas earlier this year. Do you have any other events that you'll be attending in the U.S. or Europe? Asia, Middle East. I mean, yeah. So I mean, uh, one one that is, uh, of course, is the consumer electronic show in Las Vegas, the CS. I mean, uh, there we will be, be find clients, but also end users actually. And uh, we see the trend, of course, with all the different uh, security aspects. Um, but we also uh, are um, in in uh, the trustic. Uh, domain. I mean, there's a trusted event in in uh, France, normally in in uh, November, where we normally are present. Where you have all the um, governmental and uh, border control security parts uh, available. Uh, that's that's where where uh, we normally go and meet our clients. Will that be in Paris? Uh, used to be in Paris. I think this year is actually on uh, in uh, South France in. Uh, it's been shifting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be yeah. over there. So we're attending the NATO EOD summit in Bratislava, but I'm catching Paris on the way back. So uh, always oh, interested okay. to yeah. see what's going on in Paris. 
Um, yeah. So south, I don't mind the south of France. I had to work there with the the French clearance divers. That was the struggle was real. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, what is there anything else that you would like to you know put out to everybody? Uh, you know, it, it's really fascinating. I've I've always been a fan of security. I've kind of been involved in it since 1984. I am that old. But I mean, uh, last last words from you, Wolf, on what's going on with you and Next Biometrics. No, I think we're on a journey as well. Uh, I mean, I joined uh, Next Biometrics one and a half years ago from uh, for another uh, biometric company. Uh, I'm here to scale the company, and uh, now we see the the, the traction of, of of that. And uh, we do that because we we have an active thermal technology. We have the ultra slim form factor which makes the ID design uh, a lot better compared to a uh, competition uh, the user behavior is easier because you have uh, one time to enroll for example because of the size and of course the security level which is where I'm coming from is the most ma- uh, is the most that matters the most for, for us I mean we we, we are uh, breathing security day out day day in. so uh, I think that's that's the three words I wanna wanna say to the to the last part here. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, cut this off. But uh, hey, thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to hopefully catching you in somewhere in Europe, uh, either the end of this year or possibly next year. But uh, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Steve. It You've been listening to I... EOD Gear Improvised. EOD Gear Improvised. Steve Cassidy, a former Navy EOD tech and owner, owner of EOD Gear Initial Success or Total Failure. Two locations, one in Franklin and one in Huntsville. The website is eod-gear.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. EOD Gear has customers from around the globe. Until next time, this is EOD Gear Improvised. Signing off.